Yeah, it's great to be in the presence of God. Amen. You know, in Daniel 11.32, uh, the Bible says that the people that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. The people that know their God will be strong and do exploits. You know, on Thursdays, we've been examining a, a topic, a journey into the Holy Spirit. And I always say that as a child of God, uh, the most important doctrine you need to have is really understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because the Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth. All right? He'll guide you into who you are in Christ. He'll guide you into you know, prosperity. Everything you need to know, you'll be equipped with as you get to know the Holy Spirit. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't been to the sessions, uh, make sure you get the CDs uh, because it's vital that we have a working relationship with the Holy Spirit and understand his role in our lives. But the Bible says that those who know God, those who know their God will be strong. You know, these are the days where strength is required. Yeah? These are the days where strength is required because the Bible says that even the youth will faint and be weary. And the young men, those who are in their prime, the prime of their careers, the prime of their physical energy would fall. But it says, they that know their God will be strong. So the only way that you will experience the strength you need for this time is by knowing your God. Not knowing of God, but knowing your God. And then the Bible says that as you know him, you will be strong and you will do exploits. You know, one verse that I looked at in one of the first sessions is one of my favorite verses, which is Ephesians 2.10, which says, You are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that you should walk in them. It says you are God's craftsmanship. You are God's masterpiece. You are the product of God's design, which he has created for good works. So God created you to do exploits. God created you for exploits. He created you for good works, and he ordained those works before you came. He says, before you came, works which he has before ordained that you should walk in. But you see, to walk in them, you have to be strong. But to be strong, you have to know him. You have to know him. So knowing the Holy Spirit is really the most important thing you can do. Because he's vital to your fulfilling God's plan and God's purpose for your life. You know, in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63. Uh, you know, there, there are verses that we've known for many years. But through God's grace, we get to a point where we're now willing to listen. You know, the Bible says over and over again, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. All right? Now, it's not because you don't have appendages on the outside that enable you to hear, but sometimes we close off to listening. And that's why the Bible says that our lives are only changed when we behold the glory of God with an unveiled face. Okay? In 2 Corinthians 3.18, the Bible says we all, because we continue, uh, that's in the Amplified, because we continue to behold in the word of God, the glory of God, are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the spirit of God. It's only as we behold God with an unveiled face that we can truly see who he is and truly see who we are in him 
and the Holy Spirit can transform our lives. Sometimes we veil our faces with a warped sense of self-importance. We veil our faces with our education. You know, I know what it takes. I'll listen to what you have to say, but I know what it takes to move forward. So until our faces are unveiled, we can't truly see. We can't truly see until our faces are unveiled. And one of the realizations you and I need to come to is something contained in Jeremiah 10, 23. It says, the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his own steps. Yeah? You can't make your own way to prosper without the Lord, without his word, without his counsel. In order to do exploits, in order to be strong, we must know him. We must know him. So John 6, 63 says this, and Jesus spoke these words. He said, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The person who's going to do exploits, the person who's going to be strong, will need to understand this, not just mentally, but your heart has to embrace it. The New Living Translation of John 6.63 puts it this way. It says, the spirit alone, everyone say alone. It says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Human effort accomplishes what? Nothing. It accomplishes nothing. So ultimately, after you have expended your energy, after you have expended everything, the mental faculties and your physical faculties can muster, the Bible says at the end of the day, when we talk about true accomplishment, there will be zero. And you know, God has not ordained for us to have a zero at the end. Okay, Because he made us and beforehand he ordained certain works for us to walk in. Works that will produce fruitfulness in this life but more importantly in the life to come. Your life is too important for you to get to the end of your life and at the end of the day you have accomplished nothing. The Bible says here that mere human effort accomplishes zero. I love the message Bible translation of that verse. It says the spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower doesn't make anything happen. Sheer muscle and willpower. Now you can do things, you can make things happen through sheer muscle and willpower, but not things that count. When we get to the end of our lives and step out of our bodies and perceive life from a vantage point of true reality, when we step out and look at life in the context of the reality of its scope, we will say to ourselves, if all we did was the result of mere human effort and willpower, we will say, truly, I lived and I accomplished nothing. The Amplified says, it says, it is the spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There is no profit in it. The words I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. So it is the spirit. 
It is the spirit. It is the words of the spirit. It is the actions of the spirit. It is the vision the spirit gives. It is the direction he gives. You know, as a business person, you are taught that in business, when you evaluate projects or you are thinking about purpose, uh, you need to start with the what. You know, what do I want to do? And then you go to the who. Who do I do it with? And then you go to the when. When should I do what I want to do? And then you look at the how. All right? You don't go from the what to the how because it's the who and the when that really produces the how. So you start with what and then you go to who and then you go to when and then you go to how. But, but you see the what actually belongs to God. Yeah? Because he's the one that unveils to you through his spirit what he has made you for. So until we connect with him at a fundamental level, until we bow before him and seek him to know him, we can't really understand the what of our lives. And then the who comes by revelation. Because the Bible says, I mean, concerning the first one, Habakkuk said, I will stand on my watch, I will climb this watchtower, and I will wait to see what he will say to me. So the what belongs to him. The who belongs to God because Isaiah 11 says that the spirit of God will be upon this man who is the rod of Jesse and he will not judge after the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears. With understanding he will judge the meek. And he speaks about the spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So even knowing who to associate with and who to align with has to come by revelation. The timings of our lives are from God. He tells you when to take the step. And then he will show you the how. Thank God for our mental faculties. But if we were created just to fulfill physical things, then your mental and physical prowess will be sufficient. But you are a spiritual being ordained by Almighty God from before you were born to fulfill works that he has ordained. And those works are meant to last for eternity. They are meant to have eternal impact. So Jesus said, human effort accomplishes nothing. You know, we're in a time where God has a desire and a passion to release his glory on the earth. So it is a time where you and I must take our place. But we can't take our place if we don't know him. We cannot take our place if we don't know him. Your life is too important to God and to the world for you to function as a mere human being. So learning who the Holy Spirit is and how to walk with him becomes fundamental. In fact, the Lord in his grace will not allow you to move forward until you learn. Mm -hmm. It is not somebody from the village that's stopping you. The Lord will not allow you to move forward by his grace because there are certain things you must learn. You must learn because your life is too important to be lived as a mere physical being. Too important. Too important to God. Too important to you. You know, as a father, dealing with my kids. You know, I'll give you a quick example. My son, he plays the violin and he plays very well. In fact, you know, every exam he's had, he's had distinctions. I was at, at a concert at the Mousson that was put together exclusively for the high scorers in the exams. And he was part of that. And you can tell I'm proud of my son. You know, when he started playing the violin, and I got a tutor for him. After a while, he said, Dad, you know, I can't do this. This is not me. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to do something else. You know, I didn't give my son 
a violin because I'm trying to live vicariously through my children. You know how some parents do that. You know, I always wanted to learn the violin. I didn't learn, so by golly, you're going to learn this thing. You know, I believe that the Bible says we should train up a child in the way that they are bent. And I believe that the very first person God is going to give revelation concerning the destiny of your children is the parent. And I, I can't exactly remember when it was, but I saw him playing the violin. So I said, Zane, you, you're going to play the violin. He said, really? Yeah. I said, you know. Yeah. I had to help him push through that point because I didn't let him do anything else. He said, no, I want to do that. No, the violin is what you're going to play. You know, after about three months, he was just thinking and breathing violin. And now the proudest person when he's called up to play is him. And I remember that, you know, this boy, can you remember when we were telling him to learn and he was, now he's like, you know, everything is violin. There are things about your life that the Lord knows are critical to your joy and success. And what's happening is the Lord will not allow you to move forward until you understand that it is not in your willpower and in your might that you will succeed in this battle. Because the works he wants you to do are works that eyes have not seen nor ear heard. It hasn't even entered into the scope of your imagination. It has to come to you by revelation. You don't know who you are. It is only God that knows who you are. And the spirit of God who is within you knows who God has ordained you to be. But until you know him, you can't move forward. You can't move forward. So, you know, this is a time. And I thank God for what he's doing with us. Because it is by his grace. I thank God for leading you here and leading me here because it is by his grace. We are all following the master. He is the one that is leading us. He is the one that knows the way. We don't know the way. But he's going to lead us into a way to know him. The last verse I'll share on this. You know, today I really just wanted, I really sense that we should just worship the Lord. For some of you, this is the longest time you spent worshiping the Lord. There was this ad in the UK, okay? I don't drink beer, right? But I'm going to use a beer ad. Is a Heineken ad. It says, Heineken refreshes the parts that other beers do not reach. You see, I was waiting for someone to complete it. I'm trying to look for it. <laughs> it says, Heineken refreshes the parts that other beers don't reach. There are some parts that you have that your current activities haven't reached. But in this time of worship, it's like some aspects of you that you didn't know existed suddenly became activated. Yeah, so it's like, ah, what is that? All right, what is that? This is just a, it's like an aroma. This is just a little bit. There's a river behind that trickling. The, the Lord is going to mentor us through a course that will help us to operate as spiritual beings in a physical body. To operate as spiritual beings in a physical body. That is who we are. David said, I will behold your face. In righteousness. I will only be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. The things that have satisfied us in the past have been too mundane. God says I have made you to be like me. To operate like me. The spirit of the Lord. When we say the spirit of the Lord. He is the spirit of Jehovah. He is the very spirit. He is the spirit that resides in the heart of Jehovah. When we say the spirit of the Lord, we are talking about the spirit that resides in the inside of Christ. It is that same spirit that resides on the inside of you. The Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You know, we call for the Holy Spirit. We yearn for the Holy Spirit. 
But when we enter into the true revelation of who he is, we will understand that God has ordained that that spirit be one with our spirit. It is one positionally, but he wants to be one experientially. So your thoughts become the thoughts of your spirit. Your mind becomes the mind of the spirit. Your body becomes the avenue through which whom he flows. There becomes no limitation in your experience because it is not you, it is the Holy Spirit. That is where God is leading us to. And that is where we must go for these days in which we live. Last verse of scripture is 1 Kings chapter 18 because it is who you understand yourself to be that will dictate the habits that you embrace we need to embrace new habits because we are the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus and we have been made for good works which God ordained before and he has given us his spirit to show us how to show us what to show us who to show us when to show us how mere willpower accomplishes what nothing nothing you know, when you understand that, you understand that that pressure you are feeling that I have to do something now is a wrong pressure, all right? It is more important to do the right thing than to do something now. Remember when Moses went up to the mountain and he stood before the Lord, uh, Exodus 33, 34, and Joshua went up to the mountain with him, but at some point Moses said, wait for me, and Moses went into the cloud, and Joshua was waiting for 40 days. He was sitting down. Can you imagine, <laughs> I mean, I was following the man of God, he entered the cloud and said, I should wait. I thought it was going to be one day. Day two, day three, day nine, day 20, day 39. He was waiting. Now, the people downstairs at the bottom of the mountain were also waiting. But they decided that we've got to do something. I mean, come on. This guy may have died up there. I mean, he's a God. We can make one. What do you guys have? You have some gold? Okay. They gave it to Aaron. Aaron, too, who's the man of God, you know, succumbed to their pressure. According to him, he threw the gold in the fire and out came the golden calf. You understand? So you see what pressure to do something now produces. It accomplishes what? Nothing. But I'm not saying you should be sitting up folding your arms. I'm saying that we, we should be seeking God. We should be listening to God. We should be pressing into him. Look at this verse, 1 Kings 18, verse 41. It says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. You know, this was a time of drought. There had been drought for three years. Can I say to you by the Holy Spirit that there is sound of abundance of rain over your life? There is a sound. Listen to me. There is a sound. Now, he did not hear the sound physically. It wasn't like there was thunder and lightning. He said to Ahab, I hear a sound. His ears were tuned to the spirit. I can say to you by the Holy Spirit that there is a sound of abundance of rain over your life. It's, it's a sound now. Don't look at the fact that there's been a drought for three years. There is a sound of abundance of rain over your life. Now, look at what happened. It says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. Now, when you hear the sound, if you believe that there is a sound, there are certain things you must do. Your actions must change. Do you understand? You need to understand that it is not by the works of the flesh that you're going to enter into the exploits of God. You need to climb up like Habakkuk did and Elijah did. There is a, a solitary place that you must find, you must get to. Do you understand? I'm not saying you should book into a hotel. Shut the door. There is a quietness that must come into your life because the inspiration concerning your life is not going to come from CNN. It is not going to come from your friends. 
it is not going to come from those around you it is going to come from the top of the mountain listen to me there's a sound your life is too important for you to ignore the sound the bible says he went up to the top of mountain he put his head between his knees which is the jewish posture for childbirth he had to give birth to something he had to give birth to something what are you giving birth to we're not talking about sitting down folding your arms and waiting we're talking about giving birth to something we're talking about ascending to a place in the spirit that you haven't been before and then he said he said to his servant go up and look toward the sea the direction of your focus must be different because we're talking about abundance here are you with me we're not talking about looking towards the land where there's drought he says look toward the sea lift up your head into the heavens because that is where your help is coming from your help is coming from the holy spirit who is on the inside of you he knows the works that you've been ordained to do he knows what he knows who he knows how he knows when and he will give you that revelation but you need to ascend to a place of seeking him and like david do not be satisfied until you press into the spirit and receive insight from the holy spirit it is your destiny the Bible says in Hebrews 11:6 in the Message Bible, he says that the person that comes to God must believe that God is and he cares enough to respond to those who call him. You need to believe that God cares enough about you to respond because he will. He said, look toward the sea. Look toward the place of provision. He went on and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times go again. And it came to pass the seventh time. He said, there's a cloud as small as a, a man's hand. Now, what Elijah was doing while the servant was going back and forth was Elijah was pressing into the spirit. He was interceding. He was seeking God, wasn't he? He sought God until something broke out. The sea gave up the, the water which filled the clouds. When the cloud was full, he began to see the cloud and the cloud began to gather. You need to seek God until you press into counsel concerning your life. There is counsel concerning your life. Proverbs 25 says that counsel in the heart of man is like what? It's like deep water. It's not on the surface. If you are a surface Christian, you are not going to get the counsel of God. It is like deep water. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to search it out. It is like deep water. There is deep water over your life. There's an abundance of rain. There's a sound of abundance of rain that we must press into. But we cannot press into it without knowing the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He's the one that's going to guide us into all truth. I want to encourage you this morning that you are exactly where you need to be. Yeah? Yes, we may have taken certain detours because of disobedience, etc., etc. But right now, you are exactly where you need to be. You are in a place of grace. You are in a place of revelation. You are in a place where the Lord is saying, you know, there is a sound of abundance of rain over your life. It's not too late for you. Uh, somebody gave a word while we're praying that there's someone crying behind her makeup. Well, there is a smile destined for you. Uh, are you with me? Because there's a sound of abundance of rain. You are exactly where you need to be. It is not too late. The time is not over. The season hasn't changed. This is your day and this is your season. This is your time. But it all depends on how you respond to the sound. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. It brings understanding to the simple. Father, thank you for this time of worship we've had in your presence today. Thank you, O oh God, because it is you that said that there is hope for the tree. That even though its roots be dried and the ground at the scent of water, it will bud. Thank you for refreshing from your presence that we have begun to perceive in this place. Thank you because every heart is open to receive the water of life. Thank you for rejuvenation. Thank you, O oh God, for refreshing. Hallelujah. Thank you for springing forth 
out of dry ground. Thank you because of vessels that are being filled, that are being oiled right now and bringing a suppleness again. Hallelujah. Thank you because dryness and brokenness has been healed through the power of the Holy Spirit. But most importantly, Father, thank you for grace that is given to press into the depth of God. Into the depth of God. Thank you for a divine dissatisfaction that is entering into every heart and every life. Where we refuse to be satisfied with the mundane. We refuse to be satisfied with the acts of God. We press in to know your ways, O oh God. We press in to know that which you perceive before the foundations of the world. That which you foreordained for us to walk in. We press into the glory that is destined for us. The high calling of God. We press into that. Thank you for divine dissatisfaction by the Holy Spirit today. That is entering to every heart and entering into every life. Thank you, O God, because every shackle is broken of our lives this morning. The Bible says, warn to those who are at ease in Zion. The ease uh, that comes from Babylon. We break it over the lives of people right now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for freedom in this place. Freedom to pursue you like never before. A hunger and a thirst for righteousness by the Holy Spirit. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Because our hearts are embracing the waters of life. The waters of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we want to take the opportunity to celebrate the mothers in this house. On this Mother's Day. Father, we ask for the strength of God over every mother represented in this house. You know, when I was praying for this service this morning, I perceived that there's a woman here. It was like she was abandoned. I don't know if her mother left her or what it was exactly, but she was abandoned when she was a child. And then when she grew up and got married, she was abandoned by her husband. You know, I have a word of the Lord for you this morning. Your mother may have abandoned you, your husband may have abandoned you, but I will not abandon you, say the Lord. I see a freshness coming into your heart. I see a refreshing coming into your life. I see a restoration coming into your heart because you have lifted up your head and you've looked to him from whom your help comes from. I see the father of lights bringing that refreshing into your life. Let everyone be healed, O oh God, in every mother's heart. Everyone of a lack of appreciation and a lack of recognition. Holy Spirit, be their strength. Envelop them with your love, O oh God. Let them feel your presence like never before. And those who desire motherhood, O oh God, you see every heart. Even as I'm praying right now, thank you because the season is not over for them. It is not over for them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That which man cannot do, you, you will do because you love mothers. Father, we give you thanks in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.